so were we supposed to like watch this episode for today or like what was the deal <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i wish i didn't watch this episode i i truly forgot that we did this podcast for most of this weekend all of a sudden i realized it was um you know i don't want to dox our time but i realized what day it was and that we hadn't recorded yet and i was like shit i should probably watch this so i shut down kim possible and switched over mm. to secret life and it was really hard yeah i'm i'm do you need support through this time? Honestly, yeah, because I didn't get to watch Kim Possible. I got to watch two seconds before I realized I should be spending my time more responsibly. Yeah. I'm a fundamentally different person than I was three days ago, and I hope you know <laughs> that. Why? Um, Because now I play Elden Ring. Oh my god. So that kind of makes me better than you and many others. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. No, it's um I don't like open world games and I don't like hard games. So everything tells me I should hate Elden Ring. <laughs> but I am having so much fun. Aren't you also playing this because of a crush? Some would say. <laughs> Some would go so far as to say I bought it off of him. Oh, really? Yeah. And those people, would they be telling the truth? Who knows? <laughs> Insiders close to the action say potentially. You're going Jerry Seinfeld. Look, I'm just having a good time. I'm riding around on my little deer horse. I'm killing stuff. The, I'm getting is killed. Is Elden... Can I ask a stupid question? I would love for you to ask a stupid question. Okay, what's the game with the Elder... Skyrim yes. is the one with the Elden... That's the Elder, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah, that's a totally different thing. I've never played Skyrim. I haven't either, because, again, I don't like open world games. That's why I couldn't yeah, get famously... into Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say famously. <laughs> there have been a couple times where I was like, wow, I wish I could play Elden Ring, but it was, like, easier and everything didn't want to kill me. And, like, it crossed my mind, that's literally Breath of the Wild... But I have no interest in that. <laughs> yeah, that's very sad to me. Yeah, but hey, I'm getting my shit rocked every five minutes. And I'm having a ball doing it. <laughs> I think we have to have a conversation about... The way in which you say things. How good and clever and original it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to have that conversation. I'll have that conversation any day of the week. <sighs> Not Tuesdays, though. I'm usually pretty booked on Tuesdays. Yeah. But, no, so I've today and yesterday were my, like, two days off, so it was kind of my weekend. And I had big plans to do a bunch of stuff, and I did none of it. Because I sat down with this damn game and played it for, like, six hours each day. Which isn't long for most people, but for me is, like, unheard of, so. Yeah, I cannot imagine. One, two, three, four, go! Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. Let's get to it, yeah. please get to it. Yeah. Let's stop talking, yeah. let's get to it. Let's fall in love. I went bowling on Friday night. Oh, wow, fun. That was the worst experience of my life. Yeah, bowling sucks. It was... No, I actually enjoy bowling. Uh, problematic stance from me. Well, 
I famously took bowling um, at our alma mater. Yeah, senior year. Cause I <gasps> Wait, with uh, what's his name? Oh, until he resigned under mysterious circumstances, and we had like four different replacements. Oh my god, well, he was my throwing coach. I know he tried to be my throwing coach slash football coach. You know, he texted me when I was in high school asking if I wanted to play football. <laughs> like not like emailed anything like literally texted my cell phone number which i still don't understand how he got hold of <laughs> it's from when i wrote it in the bathroom stall that makes sense sorry about that i thought you wanted me to do that yeah i was trying well, to like set you up i will say in my bowling class um the guy who worked the bowling lanes if you ever bowled at our alma mater he took a Hell special yeah. interest in my development. He thought I had real potential, and he like kept me after for special coaching a couple days. Because <laughs> it was my only class of the day, so he was like, hey, if you ever want to, you know, try a few things out after class, like, I'd love to teach you. And I was like, Hell yeah. Oh my god. That sounds like a beautiful rom-com. It really was. Like, we were an underdog story together. Me and that yeah. man, we should have assembled another a team of misfits and taken on our local bowling league, but at the end of the day, we didn't. Yeah. At the end of the day, we just had some one-on-one bowling time. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that is enough. I got a new tattoo yesterday. Oh, where? What of? Is it on your ass? I got... <laughs> yeah, let me show you real okay, quick. Okay, sick. No, it's on my calf. Ooh. It's um knitting needles in a ball of yarn. That's cute. Yeah, I was supposed to get other tattoos this weekend, but my tattoo artist's uncle kind of, you know, kicked the can, as one would say. Oh, were they playing kick the can? My family loves that game. <laughs> no, and so she was like, can we start later? And I was like, um, why don't you take the day off? And go to the funeral and just, like, not have to worry about going to work afterward. And she was like, no, 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 I'm really good to start at two. And I was like, well, Olive has a vet appointment, so. Wow. Not to say that's more important than me getting a tattoo, but. So Aaron forced a grieving artist to work. I did not. I'm joking, you didn't. Um, other than that, you know, had a good weekend. You had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. And yet only one of us is one step closer to becoming the Elden Lord. <laughs> yeah. I killed a big mechanical dog thingy. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, can I tell you something? Can I be vulnerable with I you? I would love that. Have we talked about The Last of Us on this podcast? The video game? Yeah. Starring uh, knockoff Elliot Page. So, you know, I bought The the Last of Us Mm -hmm. to play on my PS3. Oh. (laughs) Are you judging me for having a PS3? No, that's where I originally was going to play The Last of Us, and then I didn't. Oh, okay. Um, you just went, oh. I just forgot that the PS3 existed for a while. You know, I've just been kind of in... Now that you have a PS5. I've been kind of in PS5 mode lately. You know, all that's come before is irrelevant and doesn't exist. Right. So, 
Anyway, I got The Last of Us and I played through like the beginning and like pretty much like the tutorial, right? Mm -hmm. And then I said, (laughs) nope, too scary. (laughs) I think I will not be playing this game anymore. So that's the right choice. That's the exact reason why I've never played that game because I'm a little tiny little baby. This game too scary. It, I can't play this game anymore. It sounds a little scary. It's just like a. It's more of like a thriller. Like there's no like jump scares or anything. Yeah, but like Michael Jackson does come out um, with a shiny <laughs> glove. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, that's the that's the thing about me is I can't play scary video games. I can't play scary video games or watch scary movies. Um, I've been jump scared by a book before. Um, <laughs> I knew I wasn't. This episode kind of jump scared me. Let me. Tell oh my you. god! Several times. Um, the scariest <laughs> video game I've ever played was um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban for the computer, and that's because <laughs> of the, the author's problematic views. <laughs> No, but it was like the, uh, the, the, you know how they used to make video games of movies, like a tie-in? It was that, yeah. and there was a level where you had to, like, train against Dementors in the dungeon, and it was the scariest shit. I never got past that point in the game, because it, it, it spooked me too bad. Honestly, I get that. And if that makes me a wimp, Fine. So I just run around Hogwarts instead and delay the inevitable. I like wasn't allowed to watch or read Harry Potter right as a child because of the author's problematic yeah. views. Obviously, yeah, yeah. It has um, been crazy to see like the conservative opinion shift from like Harry Potter is the devil and bad to like I can't believe people are trying to cancel Harry Potter. Yeah, but, but that's my, neither um... here nor there. When I would go to, like, sleepovers, they would, like, always want to, like... I remember playing the, like... What the fuck was that game with, like, the DVD? Seen it? Oh, hell yeah. I played... Like, I would go over my friend's house and we'd play, like, the Harry Potter Seen It games. And I was like, this is literally the most unfair game. Because I'm very competitive. And here I am, having never seen or um, read Harry Potter. And they're, like, getting me... To play this game, and then we'd play, like, the Harry Potter video games, and I would be like, I don't think I'm allowed to do this right now. But, okay. Here we go. Well, that's pretty rebe- that's pretty rebellious of it. I know. I was a pretty rebellious kid. I Just kidding. I was just I a remember one kid. time I showed up- I showed up to- Yeah, you were. Thank you. I needed that. I showed up to a um, sleepover once. And we were watching Baby Mama Hell with yes. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, but I was younger than the intended audience, and so I called my mom and I said, "Mom, would it be okay if I watched this movie?" <laughs> Which I think is very sweet and cute. It sounds like you were a narc. <laughs> I was trying to distract people from that fact. This really sucks to hear because I famously never went to a sleepover and to hear that you were pulling this shit and still getting invited. 
Yeah, this is the same year that for my birthday party, I took all my friends to see the Kit Kittredge American Girl doll movie in the movie theater. (laughs) A sweet 16 was never so sweet. (laughs) It was not my 16th birthday. (laughs) Jesus Christ, can you imagine? (sighs) Honestly, I would do that, so I can't imagine. I think I had a psych-themed birthday party for my 16th birthday actually no i think my family forgot about my 16th birthday my family forgot about my 16th birthday and then um i had to i called them several times from new york where i was in this kind of music program for pregnant teens (laughs) i thought it was teen moms it was both some of us were both wow i was a teen mom and already pregnant with a second i didn't know it at the time all those mocktails probably didn't agree with me i went to a club where i had to wear pajamas did you wear shoes no i commit jail Jail. speaking of jail should we discuss the prison of our own invention that we're still in (laughs) yeah i just want to reiterate that this was your idea um only in so far as I contributed a suggestion. I don't believe I was the one who texted you and said, want to watch bad television and start a podcast. Hmm. I believe that was on you. Hmm. Do you? Not only do I believe, I know. Yeah, my text messages delete after 30 days. Oh, mine delete after a year. Oh, Okay. So you can't really pull up that receipt. Yeah, so never mind. I deny it because you just played your hand or showed your hand. I know how the phrase You're so good at denying things. Like the climate. (laughs) Your involvement in this mess. I do want to say when Jesse says that I deny the climate, I just deny that climate exists. Yeah, no, for sure. That's the thing, like, you're not even a climate change denier because you don't think there's a climate to change. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Thank you for explaining that. Not just, like, weather. Like, political climates. (laughs) Yeah. Economic climates. Other climates. It's the Climb by Miley Cyrus. Oh, I know. I fully, I fully believe in that. I stand, I stand with that one. So, okay, hello. Do you want to get into it? I would love to. Okay, thank God. Um, this is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. And my name is Jesse. And today we're going to be talking about season three, episode 21, which might I say, 20 episodes too long for this season. This, who greenlit this season being 26 episodes? I would like a word. I believe his name is Lucifer. So it's entitled Young at Heart, (laughs) which I didn't understand, but now I do. Oh, golly. (laughs) And it was directed by Keith Truesdell, written by Miss Brenda, Miss Brenda Hampton Mm. herself, fully retroactively destroying what Paul Perlove aimed to do last week, in a way. This episode had no continuity with anything that happened last week. 
It aired to 2.05 million viewers on May 9th, 2011. And might I just say how quick the news cycle changes. A week later, did I see one headline about Osama bin Laden? That actually surprised me because I did not. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. So, hmm. Kind of makes you think. Doesn't it? My biblical context is from the science section of the New York Times <laughs> by Andy Isaacson, entitled, In a Changing Antarctica, Some Penguins Thrive as Others Suffer. And I just thought... <laughs> what a beautiful comment on the human condition. <laughs> what a weird headline. <laughs> <laughs> to just be like, yay for some penguins, boo. That is infinitely funny that the headline is just like, some penguins are doing okay, some aren't, whatever. It's such a non-stance to take. So, relentless warming is taking a toll on Adelie and Emperor Penguins. I loved Adelie's new album. <laughs> 30? Yeah. <laughs> Even though she was like 32, but let's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I do think Adelie okay. is a pretty name for a girl. Yeah. And Emperor, fantastic for a boy. <laughs> that's going to be my first two children, and one of them will thrive and one will suffer. <laughs> well, they're both suffering. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So my news comes directly from your favorite suburban Chicago paper, the Daily Herald. Oh, very exciting. Um, the Maple Park Board has filled two vacancies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The rest is behind a paywall and the first line reads, the Maple Park Village Board has filled its two vacancies. So are these like board members? We don't know. I'm I'm you... certainly not paying $3 for a day pass to find out. I'm so glad that you are keeping up with the news in this Chicagoan suburb. Yeah, I think it really fits with... Um, this show has a real suburban Chicago vibe. Right, because famously it takes place in Mike Pence's California. Yeah, which is kind of a wonder world of bad... Well, so that was going on. That's what was going on in the world that week. I do have to say that previously on for this week showed Ricky in bed with some random girl. And I was very confused. I had no idea who that was. I'm like, that definitely wasn't last episode. I it's good that confused. they did that because otherwise certain things in this episode would have come completely even more out of left field than they did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but not to start the libertarian discourse about Brenda Hampton, but I think this just adds fuel to the fire. This episode was an act of violence. And I fear if we don't watch out for her, our good friend, the age of consent could end up in the same ditch as HIPAA. <laughs> That's true. So we start with Adrian and Grace. They're at a wedding dress shop. And Grace is just smiling through 
tears. Contempt. She hates that she's here. She hates that this is happening. And she hates that she has to see Adrian pretend that this dress looks good. And she's saying, you look pretty. And then the worker, like the say yes to the dress woman comes in and she's like, oh my God, that dress has never looked better than anyone. Better on anyone. That simply cannot be true. And Grace is clearly not excited for this wedding. Why do you think that might be? Why do you think that might be? Could be because she wants to marry Adrian. Oh, yeah. I was thinking some residual feelings from the almost relationship with Ben that she had that we've completely dropped at this point. Oh, right. I did forget about that. As I think we're supposed to. So Adrian spills about Ben and her having a good time. They be fucking, as some would say. And apparently Ben's good at it, which is really kind of testing (laughs) the audience's... I really like Brenda's commitment to magical realism. Yeah. Yeah. She just keeps on repeating all through this episode that Ben is crazy. Absolutely wild in bed. I mean, half of that statement is true. Well, that's the thing. The more I thought about it, I'm like, when she says Ben is crazy, does that is that like a bad thing, maybe, that she's trying to pass off as good? Like, like maybe he's... I don't know. Uh, he stole $200 for me. Ah, he almost yeah. found my clit <laughs> after a three-hour search. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Um, she says, it's always the quiet ones who will surprise you. And then she says, he's crazy fun, just crazy. I feel like God has blessed me. Maybe we should get married in a church. Because Ben is walk on water good. That. No. I'm sorry. I refuse to believe that. That is several bridges too far. Yeah. And then we find out that Grace's church has not had a minister since Jack's dad left. That's actually very believable for a small town church. Although I don't think this is a small town. Yeah. But... You know, Jack's dad is potentially going to marry Adrian and Ben. How far of a drive is it from where they are? Six hours? That seems like a lot. Yeah, I really don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I mean... Well, that's the thing. I think it is important for Adrian to be married by the same man who restored her virginity. Um, right, and also, you know, like, remember what her and Jack did in the first episode. Yeah. So it's really beautiful, full circle moment. So Grace is like, you know, not everything has to be about sex. What about romance? And Adrian's like, oops, well, obviously things are already going, bless you, things are already going bad with. You know, you and Grant. So Adrian, okay, the worker comes back in, this employee, and the employee is like, let's get a dress that, you know, your husband can rip right the fuck off you. Don't say that to a minor, right? Like, I don't care if she is getting married. Don't say that to a minor. About a minor. (laughs) And Grace is like, you told her? And Adrian's like, yeah, it's like really fucking good. Okay. 
disgusting. Yes, absolutely. We go to the theme. Do you have an alternative theme? I would like to hear yours first. My alternative theme is the very first night, Taylor's version. Off of Red. I'm not familiar. From the vault. Huh? I'm not familiar. Okay. There we go. Could you can you hum a few bars? I wish I There you go. Are you sure that wasn't um Both of Us by BOB featuring Taylor Swift? Because that's what that sounded like to me. Oh, that's a good song. That was BOB had some top notch collaborators. Anyway, what's your reasoning? Um, I don't know. It's like gay. <laughs> it's about something, you know. Honestly, I just looked at my playlist from the fall and I picked a song off of it. Wow. My song that I put a lot of thought into, actually. Okay. Um, is by one Ms. Uh, Lana Del Rey. Oh, no. What? Is it, is it, if it's not Pepsi Cola, then I don't, I don't want it. No, it is Young and Beautiful. Okay. Um, For? What do you mean? What's the purpose? Well, it's a song that asks the age old question, will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful? You know what? And I think a certain I change character my song. answered that question with a resounding yes. I want to change my song. I was going to say, I feel like you missed some really low-hanging fruit. Like, extremely low-hanging fruit. Like, probably dips into the toilet water <laughs> hanging fruit. Okay, what? tell me what song I should That's pick and then I'll cut it out. That's because old men have really sagging testicles, usually. What was that? Just tell me what song to pick and then I'll cut out the part where you tell me what song. Oh, I used up my only idea. Um, my song is Funeral by Phoebe Bridger. Oh my, no. <laughs> because soon. <laughs> How dare. How dare. No, my song will be, um. Young Forever hmm. by Jay-Z and Mr. Hudson. Hey, it's okay. I do, you know what? My song's gonna be Silk Chiffon by Muna and Phoebe Bridger's. <laughs> For Kathleen and Carrie, because I caught some vibes, let me tell oh, you. Oh, there was definitely vibes. Can you say Carol? I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. I just th- I'm pretty sure it's about lesbians, right? Yeah, it is. It's Kate Blanchett, so... Yeah, Kate Blanchett can't be straight in a movie, which is wild, because I'm pretty sure she might be in real life. Yeah, she is. She just exudes such raw, lesbianic energy. Yeah. Like her and and that's when you are a lesbian and also me? a bionic person. Yeah, right? a lesbian and a bionicle. Like galley, toe right. of water. <laughs> so, okay, we go from Excuse the theme me. to the... I know those hooks for hands are doing some heavy lifting, right? <laughs> 
So we go from the theme to the Jurgens house. Okay, Amy's like doing dishes because Ashley and George just like fucking left her to do the dishes. You know what? Let's t- let's take this time to talk about the emotional and mental load that women have to complete in the home. Or not. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so that did come up like several times in this though because later Grace is like, "Mom, why don't you go whip something up?" In the yes. <laughs> Why are you out of the kitchen, mummy? I still haven't had my appetizers. So Grace shows up. She wants to talk to Amy about Adrian. And she's wondering if her and Amy should throw Adrian a baby shower. And Grace is like, I could do it myself if you don't want to. Amy is fully silent as if she is Aaron on this podcast and Jesse is Grace. Yeah. Well, Grace has suggested something ludicrous, which is that these two spend any amount of time together. <laughs> right. It actually felt weird to have just them in a scene because it's so rare for them to like interact in any sort of meaningful way. Mm-hmm. They literally address that. They're like, the last time you were here was when blah blah blah. And that was fully a season and a half ago. Yeah. It's just so crazy to think about uh, how tangentially create uh related most of these characters are to each other. Yeah. Different shows. So, just to throw back to Amy's baby shower, remember when Mrs. Molina's mom hit Grace's mom's car and then we dropped that storyline forever? God, I hope she comes back for this one. (laughs) And then Amy went into labor and threw her phone on the ground. Yeah, and someone took the chips and salsa. Was that Ashley? (laughs) No, it was Amy. How could so she possibly funny. compete with that? <laughs> um, that actually like was said, with like how bad of an event that was for Grace to reach out and be like, hey, me and Adrian did this really nice thing for you. You should return the favor. Yeah. Baffling. Yeah. Then Grace and Amy talk about how they both don't have money, but Amy is like, what the heck I owe you? Like, I don't know what I'd do without this job that I have, which is something that she definitely, you know, spends time at and like. Yeah, we've definitely seen her interact with these children. Right. She definitely has a job. And then she walks Grace out and is like, great, this is exactly what I need. Then we get a nice phone call between studying Ricky and Amy, and he's, like, super fucking mad that she didn't call him. Ricky, this episode was a problem. Yeah, and Amy's like, I don't know about um, you, but I am, you know, a woman living in a house with just my father and sister and son, and so I have to do laundry, and I have to do dishes, and I have to also study because I'm in fucking high school, and nobody wanted me to go to the high school Four teen moms. Yeah, they blocked me from slut school, and now I'm (laughs) in a bind. Yeah, and so I'm, like, kind of fucking busy, like, you know, taking care of my son and, like, putting him down to sleep. Putting him to sleep, some would say. And they'd be right. (laughs) So, Ricky is like, if you had moved in with me... You know, then it would have been easy. As if the whole last episode was not about Ricky not wanting complete Amy to reversal of roles. Right. 
That's because, you know, Brenda is writing this episode and Paul Perlov wrote the last one. This is really a Star Wars Episode 8, Episode 9 shift. I think Brenda told all of her writers, write what you want and the next person will pick up the slack. And that's why we have such a tension between what happens from episode to episode. Yeah. No one saw the previous episode before writing their draft. No, absolutely not. They all wrote them in isolation and were like, well, we'll make it work. Yeah, they kind of started, you know, COVID quarantining nine years. What is Brenda Hampton's stance on COVID? Do we know? I don't want to know. I'm going to Google Are it. you looking? Yeah. She doesn't do, like, any press any, anymore. Yeah, because so she I doesn't know. do any work anymore. I'm sorry, that was rude. Brenda, if you're listening, please staff me. So, so this is obviously the wrong person because this um, the first thing that comes up is a headline from Medscape that says, Meet Brenda Hampton. She wants to restore trust in medicine. Well, she did go to med camp, so. That's so true. Anyway, so, okay. Amy doesn't want a plan to stay over because she has anxiety about that. They hang up. And Ricky's just, like, fucking mad, okay? <sighs> yeah. No, um... Yeah. So then Adrian knocks at the back door. She comes in and she's like, thank you for throwing me the shower. Let's have a passive aggressive fight again about which of us is better than the other. I do love she starts this with like, yeah, the shower I threw for you was kind of lame, but like this one won't be right. Yeah. Which is so funny that she's like, yeah, I shat the bed for you, but you better throw me a good party or I'm going to be pissed. I know, right? And then... She's like, how long can Ricky wait to not have sex with you? Also, Ben and I fucked last weekend. It was crazy. How did you let that one get away? And it's like, oh, remember how he fully went to Bologna? Yeah. Well, that's and the started thing. started shacking up with Maria. After those several Bologna jobs and, um, <laughs> you know, sleeping with Adrian and getting Adrian pregnant... It's not so much she let him get away as he actively ran in the opposite direction. Yeah. Slash was shackled to Adrian. Slash John literally fucking hated him. That's, yeah. I realized, again, we never really saw Ben with John. Um, No. And we see that more later when he's like, oh, how hard can having a newborn baby be? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You were never there for that part. Yeah. Bullshit. So, okay, Ricky calls, so Adrian leaves. Ricky calls Amy again. He's like, can you come over now? It'll be spontaneous. And Amy's like, well, should I bring John with me or, you know, let Moose watch him? Which Moose can call 911. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. And Ricky says he'll come over. And she's like, oh, yeah, so Ashley and my dad can walk in on us? Great idea. And Ricky's like, well, if you love me. And then he doesn't finish that sentence, which I'm glad. And he says, okay, that was kind of lame. Yeah, I think he realized how gross that was. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. Repulsive. And then he says, any night is the right night. She's, like, having a really good time, like, denying Ricky. Yeah, and his response just keeps on being like, well, I might cheat on you. I hope you know that's your fault if I do. God. Oh, man, am I right? What? Men, am I right? Oh, I thought you said women, am I right? Well, that too. 
Then Ricky picks up his jacket and walks out. I was like, if there was ever a time for him to show up in Dr. Ken Field's office, this would be it. Yeah. Uh, my note was, Ricky put his fuck me jacket on. <laughs> so, then we go to Ben and Leo. They're looking over, like, Ben's inheritance or something, should Leo die. And Ben is, and ben is like fully ready to murder Leo in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, he has bought the rat poison. He ben is, is bribing is calling the Maria's parents to put out that <laughs> mafia hit on Leo. <laughs> um... And then basically Leo's like, what's making you so happy? You've been in like a really good mood. Yeah. It's like, I'm not used to you not being a whiny little bitch. What's going on, Ben? And Ben's like, what do you mean? But yes, we did have sex. If you must know, he couldn't wait to tell his dad. Yeah. And Leo's like, I did not want to know that. I didn't need to know that. If you were Ricky, I'd want to know. Oh, if, if you were Ricky, he'd be asking for all the gory details. But yeah, so Leo thought that Ben was doing drugs or taking a drink, as Ben would say. I don't so think they talk about Ben could hang. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Nightmare. Rotation, let me tell you. Ben and Leo? I feel like Leo would be fine. I don't know. I feel like all of a sudden he'd start getting real, like, philosophical but he's basically just repeating elon musk talking points okay yeah true yeah so there's like they talk about the prenup they talk about like a bunch of financial stuff that really doesn't matter but i guess congratulations for putting it in the show yeah the money will be put in a trust if leo dies and ben dies so that like the baby couldn't get into it until they were like 30 is that normal Mm -hmm. that seems like very late in life i think that's a normal thing sometimes it's like not even until you get married which is like kind of fucked up that really sucks because then i would never get my inheritance until i get married (laughs) think about that one yeah okay then leo talks about how like you stop having sex when you get married because there's like a bucket and you put coins let me tell you a story yeah, you do it. In the first year of your marriage, you put a penny in the bucket every time you have sex. Then after the first year, you take a penny out every time you have sex, and you'll never run out of pennies. What's the deal with that? Yeah, I didn't really get this metaphor. It means he does. you fuck all the time in the beginning, and then you don't fuck anymore after a year. Because Is that like heterosexual people hate each other in marriage. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Because sometimes, you know, marriage is hard, and people don't tell you how hard of work marriage is. Some days you just want to kill them. You just want to take them by the neck and throttle them. But then you remember, you know, it's work. And, like, God has a plan for this marriage, you know? That's my interpretation of what I think is actually going on behind all those Instagram posts from people we graduated college with. Right, that is almost word for word what you said in therapy last week, too. I just want... Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was really beautiful. It was really moving. I did, however, continue to move forward with the divorce. I just think that we're not right for each other. Sure, that's fine. That's not what you said last (laughs) night, but whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, Ben is like, I'm going to go look for a big, big bucket. And then that's uh, done. Okay, then we go to a fucking driving range. you think he'd range. call it the fuck it bucket? <laughs> no. Okay. Then we go to the driving range because Ricky has taken up golf, apparently. He's hitting some balls and Jack and Tom show up. I just want to say when it's dark outside is the perfect time to fucking go to the driving range. Sure. The driving range is the home for sexually frustrated men, though, I will say. I think that's correct. (laughs) Yeah. So. Jack and Tom show up. Tom has been taking the damn bus for a week and hasn't met anyone. I relate so heavily to Tom. (laughs) And then Jack tells Ricky about, like, him and Madison and Ricky's like, yeah, I only asked because you asked me, but, like, I really actually didn't want to know. That's so brave. Also, I love that stance. At this point, we find out that Jack's left-handed, which is very exciting. Really? Yeah, he was playing, he was, like, swinging his golf club left-handed. I knew there was something deviant about that boy. <laughs> and then we find out Jack plays football, baseball, and volleyball, and he bowls. What? Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. Wait, football, baseball, and volleyball? And he bowls. Why did I think he played basketball? You were thinking of Finn Hudson. Who's that? From Glee. What's that? I hate you. So <laughs> I thought you were serious the first time. I was gonna I was gonna be like, I don't really know how you Okay. So Jack says, everyone knows you and Amy aren't having sex, but not me, because I never know anything, so not me. And then Ricky misses the ball. He, he like, swung to hit, and he, like, picks it up, and he, like, fucking throws it. It's like, punch a wall like a man, Ricky. Honestly. Go find some drywall and just destroy that shit. Yeah. <laughs> then we go to the next morning. Jack and Grace are in the Bowman kitchen. They're out of milk in the guest house. This conversation Kathleen does their was grocery violent. shopping. Kathleen does the grocery shopping for Jack and Tom, which again is just like this episode could be a study on like emotional and mental load for women. Yeah, and why it is and should be so much higher. <laughs> and then uh, Jack didn't ask his dad about the like wedding, and he doesn't want. A favor from Grace, sexual or otherwise. Hot. And then they talk about how it was so, how their sex was so good. You thought you killed your own father. So many iconic quotes in this piece. Yeah. And then Grace is like, honestly, I don't remember it. I'm blocking it out. And Jack's like, hey, it was a great night for both of us. And Grace is like, my dad literally died that night. (laughs) And he was like... But before that, it was a great night. Yeah, why can't you separate those memories? Yeah, why wouldn't you want to remember the night that your dad died while you were doing something in direct violation of what he wanted for you? Yeah. And then... Jack says that Grace and Grant annoy him. And then he's like, also, maybe I've grown up a little this year. Maybe. And I'm like, yeah, you turned 30, so... That's so true. Grace and Grace is like also I don't need you to call your dad I already called your dad and then 
Jack's like, oh, isn't it funny how like you're comfortable calling my dad and you haven't even met Grant's dad? Hmm. Interesting. Think on that, Grace. That was such a like... Dunk. Yeah. That that sounds like something I would say like sarcastically to someone. <laughs> and I'm proud of yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Then we go to the Ulysses S. Grant High School. Amy and Adrian talk in the hallway. Adrian's picking up her wedding dress after school. And Amy's like, well, I can't come. Um, do you want to come over tonight, though, to, like, plan the baby shower? And Adrian's like, it's a Friday night. I have plans. And her plans are Ben. And he's like, what time do you want to meet up? And she says, 3.30. Gross. Yeah. They make plans about meeting in the condo. In the shower in the condo. (sighs) Yeah. And then, like, they run into Alice and Henry in the hallway. And Alice and Henry are clearly upset about being dethroned from, like, the horniest couple. Oh, for sure. Henry is taking this as a challenge. Yeah. Um... But also, like, they're making an effort to include Adrian in their friendship because Ben seemed really upset that he, that they didn't think that, you know, their friendship would stay the same. Yeah. So, like, hey, do you want to go to a movie? We want to hang out with you since we couldn't last time and we want to be a part of your lives. And Ben says, no, I changed my mind. You're not a part of our (laughs) lives anymore. Um, I'm going to be busy tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday doing one thing and one thing only. And that thing is my fiancé. (laughs) he says life has gotten newer and you can't be involved we don't have to do everything together and it's like okay i think what a fucking they could do that together and have a wild time i'm sure (laughs) moving on adrian invites alice to her wedding shower so then adrian and ben walk away and alice and henry fight about whether or not adrian and ben are doing it and then alice says she doesn't want to go to the shower, which... Which she put up such a little snit fit when she wasn't invited to the first one, and now she's angry that she is invited to this one. Well, no one was invited to the first one, so... Oh, Because I... Adrian did not send out the invitation. Yes, and then she just called every woman that um, she'd hooked up with the boyfriend of. No, she... Well, yeah, that's true. And then she also enlisted Joe Hampton. Oh. Or Grace did, I don't remember, but... I think Adrian did and said you were allowed to fantasize about me if you do this. <laughs> I miss Joe Hampton. I hope he comes back. I so... hope he did better for himself. <laughs> Grace and Kathleen are at home. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I just like skipped a whole thing. Okay. Grant and Grace meets in the Grant and Grace meet in the hallway. Grant brings Grace a flower, like a rose, and apologizes for, like, a fight they had. And then he also pulls out something else from behind his back. It's a gun. It turns into a school shooting episode because... And... That's where Megan Park got the inspiration for the fallout. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think her character dating Grant gave her insight for that movie, though? For real? It doesn't really focus too much on the shooter. I mean, as it should, right? But I haven't watched it still. So it's good, but it's a lot. And it yeah. does not have a happy ending, we'll say. No one climaxes in the film. <laughs> Fuck you. So 
<laughs> then we find out that there's going to be like a meet the parents thing tonight. But, you know, Grant can't meet <laughs> one of Grace's parents. <laughs> Do you know why? What? Do you know why? What'd you say? Why Grant can't meet one of Grace's parents? What, the one who uh, died in a plane on the way to Africa, or the one who's currently in Africa? (laughs) So. That's why Grace started having sex. She was really trying to take out Jeff. (laughs) Ricky and Amy walk into the school together. She's carrying a French horn, and he, like, takes it out of her hands and just shoves it out of her hand. Ricky's so horny in that moment. So then we see them make out in the hallway. They're the worst high school couple. Everyone is so coupley in this couple minutes and it makes me want to die. Yep. And they like fight about having sex. I am begging Amy to just have an explicit conversation about her insecurities surrounding sex. Like it's still valid, obviously, for her to say no. Yeah. Whatever. And, like, obviously Ricky's being a real asshole in this episode, but, like, she had that conversation with her mom, and her mom was like, why don't you have this conversation with Ricky? And she said, no. (laughs) Heart. But I think she's also still a little weird about the whole situation after she found out that Ricky slept with. Oh, absolutely. But again, have an explicit conversation about that because last episode she was just like, I found out some things. I'd love to hear a very explicit conversation about that. Yeah, moving on. So then we go to the Bowman house. Grace and Kathleen are talking about how at 5.30 Grant's parents are coming over. And Kathleen's like, oh my god, I'm so busy. There's like no food in the house. But I'm like planning, you know, I'm too busy planning Adrian's baby shower because the one that you planned for Amy was super lame. True. And then Grace tells her mom basically to get back in the kitchen and make some food or make cocktails or something. So at this point, what did you think Grant's father's deal was? I would like to know before we reveal what his deal was. So, okay. the There's a knock at the door. It opens and we see Carrie, who we've met before because, because. they were at the dairy shack. Carrie at the dairy shack. And so it's just Carrie talking to Kathleen and Grace. I dead ass thought it was going to be like another like lesbian situation. And I was going to be like, what is Brenna Hampton on that it's like Nora? I mm, I considered it, that, but they said father too many times. Well, but you know, that's like a good like cover. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Linus is going crazy on my hand right now. Um, stop it. Ow, quit it. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I had Who did, so what, many what thoughts flash through my head, because I kept on thinking, like, it's got to be something that Grant's, like, embarrassed of. And I know Brenda Hampton isn't, like, a chill person, so I feel like it's going to be something that's deeply not a big deal. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, oh, maybe he's, like in a wheelchair or was like a burn victim or like Mm. had something that would like outwardly stigmatize him. Never once did I think what was actually happening. 
Right. And so what actually happens is Grant comes up. His father is like leaning on him for support. His father is Vic Voberg, the voice of sports. And we find out he was born in 1930. And Grant's mom was born in 1969. Hell yeah, she was. My note just says, holy fucking shit. I didn't expect old. I didn't either. But the thing is... That's that's almost a 40-year difference. You know what? Which is fine. Yeah, age is but a number. Oh, wait, that is like a relief. That's like 30-some. Like 36? It's 39 years. 39 years? My concern is Grant is like what? Like... Sixteen, seventeen, yeah, seventeen. He was an established celebrity, and she was like eighteen years old, maybe. Right. It's a real, you know, like not to throw people's names around, but you know, like <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. No, what do you mean by that? You know. Anyway. Yeah. No. That's... I think Carrie's too hot for him. Also. Vic could get it. Let me tell you that. I'd slap around those. No, I'm not going to finish that sentence. (laughs) I had a really like vivid and visceral um, (laughs) little simile I was going to go for. But I don't think you'd be able to look at your cats the same way. Oh, my God. Or a ball of yarn. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, thanks for keeping that to yourself. Hey, anytime. We go back back to the Jurgens' house. Amy and John show up. They're like late for dinner. And Amy, we find out Amy and John had a party. AK, they spent time, just the two of them alone. They went out to dinner. Yeah, and everyone is super pissed about it because why didn't she invite them to the party? Just kidding. But that should be the response. Ashley actually is kind of pissed about it, which doesn't make sense, but whatever. Yeah. George is like, oh, why you didn't want to do dishes? And Amy is like, um, like, very validly, I've been a little overwhelmed about, you know, being a teen mom. Yeah. And also, like, having to take care of me. Yeah. And, like, do my regular thing. So she's like, I decided I'd take John out to eat. We weren't rushed. We played little arcade games, like the thingy where you whack the mole. I can't remember what that's called. <laughs> um and then Ashley's like, "Oh, so having a baby is fun now." What the fuck was up with that? Let Amy enjoy her son. Ashley is so angry that Amy is not miserable 100% of the time because she's so miserable 100% of the time. Yeah. <sighs> and then Ashley wants Amy to lend Toby her car because like she's going out with toby and george is gonna like drive them right now and amy's like what about you like being like sad about the divorce ashley's like "Mm, i'm over it now so it's like okay so you actually didn't care at any point you just were trying to guilt your sister which we knew right but like crazy to see it just said then Amy's like, well, maybe you and me can hang out, George. And 
He's like, no, I'm going out to a sports bar. I'm not drinking, but I'm finding a woman who does, who also enjoys sports. Sure. Okay. He's looking for a lesbian. That's what he's saying. Drink beer and like sports. You can't find a dame who does all that and also enjoys the occasional man. He did think that Nora was like the hottest woman he'd ever seen. So then Amy's like, okay, whatever. Like, maybe I'll just spend the night alone and like enjoy myself. What the heck are you doing? Sorry. Fern is like on my lap and being kind of annoying. And disruptive. Okay. Amy talks about planning this baby shower and she's like, can you give us some money for the baby shower? And George is like, yeah, how's $200? And Amy's like, you didn't even give me $200 when I was pregnant. That was really sad. Yeah, because he actually <laughs> lied about being broke. So she had to get a job she didn't need when she yeah, was pregnant. So he valid yes. anger and criticism there. Yeah, absolutely. So... Okay, so Ricky calls Amy. He's, like, about to explode. He's so fucking mad they can't have sex. And he's like, I could get sex anywhere I want. Don't you Don't you know that? Ricky is like, in okay. his Joker era. He really is. Then Adrian and Ben are at the condo. They're in robes. Ben ordered food in. And they can't wait to spend the night together, which is not going to be tonight. But I'm like, these these crazy kids, they're obsessed with spending the night together. They love sleepovers. I guess I really can't relate because I, again, <laughs> was never really invited to a sleepover. We had a sleepover at the beginning of this year. Hmm? I slept over your apartment. That's not the same. We didn't even have a pillow fight. Okay. Nary a boy was disgust. I don't think that's true. I don't remember. I forgot that we did that. That was actually a very nice night. But it's still not like a childhood sleepover, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. So then we go back to the Jurgens house. There's a knock on the door. Toby shows up with his hot mom, but it's not his mom. Oh, and George says some fucked up shit. He's like, no wonder you never want to leave home to go to school. And it's like gross yeah just like don't sexually harass the every woman who walks into your line of sight yeah and then we find out that this is carly who is toby's stepsister and george is like well i'm ashley's stepbrother so (laughs) gross this is so disgusting and the worst part is they play it like she's into it yeah and we find out she teaches at the community college and he's like well maybe i have to take some classes and she's like and she's like do you like geography <laughs> and then she's like you don't have to worry about driving the kids i was just gonna drive them and then not drink at a sports bar and it's like okay someone obviously hired this girl for george and told her exactly what to say right it's The thing is, even if they were going to do the same thing, the idea that she'd want to do anything with him after he's been so aggressively creepy to her is bonkers. Yeah. So then Ricky knocks on the door. 
he comes in and George is like, I'll go see if Amy wants to talk to you. And then there's like a confrontation between him and Carly. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? What the fuck are you doing here? We find out they have fucked in the past and she is 10 years older than Ricky. Yes. And we find out she's the random lady in the opening Mm -hmm. previously on that they had to include. Otherwise, everyone would be as confused as I was. Yeah. Um, And Ricky's like, George is an old man. And she's like, age is but a number. So this woman should be in prison, right? Right, obviously. She's sleeping with high schoolers. Um, I get that he's 18, but also, don't do that. She's, like, obviously sleeping with her students, right? Oh, for sure. Which is messed up. Yeah, unless you're in Riverdale, where it's, like, apparently sexy, I guess, and you don't really face consequences. pretty little liars. Yeah. Then Carly basically propositions Ricky for sex. George comes back in. And he's like, Amy, we'll see you now. Um, Yikes all around. Then we go to Ricky and Amy. They're talking. And she does not give a fuck about his expectations about whether or not they'll have sex. And then she's like, also, I think you were nervous about me moving in. And he's like, no. And then he gets like increasingly pushy. And she's like, I want to be able to say no and have you hear it. And he's like, I hear it. And also, I'm angry, and now I'm leaving. So then Amy gives Moose Ricky's sandwich. Oh, that was Ricky's sandwich. Yeah. And then Adrian knocks on the door. She comes over. She's like, what happened? I saw Ricky leave. She starts eating the sandwich now. Absolute queen. I'm sorry. They're making me then, dislike Adrian somehow, which is really annoying, but I think that's the she's benefit. She's so fucking passive-aggressive. The thing is, is that it's literally not in her character to be passive-aggressive. No, it's to be outright aggressive. Yeah. Fucking rip her shirt off in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. So, Adrian wants to see how the shower's going, and she's like, hopefully it won't be as lame as the one you threw me. That's what Amy says to Adrian. That was funny. And then Adrian is like, listen, we just need to talk woman to woman. Just get in there, champ. So I think if you're not able to like have sex with him, you need to be prepared to lose him. And I wasn't prepared and it hurt really bad. So she says get in there like seven times. So this is like confirmation that Ricky likes being pegged, right? Yeah, bottom energy. Hot. Then Amy is like, just so you know, like, your logic is inherently flawed because, like, you were sleeping with him and, like, he still left you. And then Adrian says some shit about how Ben was God's plan for her. And she leans back and rubs her pregnant little tummy. Yeah. Then we go to Carrie, who's Grant's mom, and Kathleen. They're in the Bowman kitchen drinking old wine. And Kathleen's like, sorry, I didn't mean to say old. And then they, you know, they talk about... If they're okay with, like, the kids dating and Carrie's all for it. Kathleen is like, eh. And then Carrie's like, my parents didn't want me and Vic together. Now they're both dead. (laughs) And Kathleen's like, that's probably what killed them. And then she goes, oh my god, was it recently? That wasn't funny. (laughs) 
They, and Carrie's like, nah, it was funny. That was they good. They have this weird good little job. back and forth. And Carrie also makes the joke like, oh, it works between me and Vic most of the time. Which I think is yeah. a reference to erectile dysfunction. Oh my god, thanks, Jesse. Hey, I'm here for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Then Carrie says Kathleen has a great sense of humor. And she's, yeah, no, and she's so sad that Jeff just happens to be in Africa and you're all alone and <laughs> that little nightie you wear. <laughs> Don't you get cold? Don't you need someone to warm you up? <laughs> then, you know, we find out, you know, they talk about how Kathleen is with Jeff and Jeff is younger than Kathleen and then we go to Vic and Grant and Grace. And Vic is talking about his voice and how, how he has always put his heart into it. And he tells Grace that Grant is a keeper. As in he keeps girls he's kidnapped in his basement. So true. <laughs> also, at some point, he's like, also, thanks for setting up, you know, Grant's gay cousin. Yeah. And thanks for being like, willing to be set up by Grant's gay cousin. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta remind everyone that Griffin's gay because we haven't really <laughs> seen that too much lately. Yeah, Peter will never appear on this show no, again. I, I think they should have kissed. Peter and Griffin? I ne- Remembering that they're Peter and Griffin is so funny. I know. I know. Brendan needs to have an ounce of pop cultural awareness. <laughs> and then there's lots of baseball metaphors. And then all of a sudden Vic just like starts singing. And he's like, dance, get up and dance. This scene is so deeply strange. <laughs> then Carrie comes in and she starts dancing with Vic. And Kathleen is just like watching. Her heart is growing three sizes. If my boyfriend's old as shit dad started singing and told me to dance with him, I would be out of there in a minute. There's no way I'm staying for the next date. (laughs) Then we go to Ricky's apartment. There's a knock on the door. It's fucking Carly. So Bunny's going to be reviewing this footage tomorrow, Oh, for sure. Did they actually do Um, anything? No, because he doesn't, Ricky doesn't answer the door and he goes golfing instead. Oh, yeah. But this time with Amy Amy shows up. Woohoo. And he's like, this is going to be our thing. We're going to fucking golf together, I guess. He shows her how to like swing the club. Actually kind of cute. I would melt if someone put their arms around me and like like... swing that old club around. (laughs) Definitely has like High School Musical 2 vibes. Yeah. But Amy misses the ball when she swings on her own. And I just want to say that is confirmation for me that Shailene is indeed not a lesbian. Yeah. All lesbians are golfers, but not all golfers are lesbians. <laughs> Including the Elite Four member of the Alolan um, Pokemon League that golfs. Have you seen her? Nope. That's a lesbian if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I'll send you a pic. So that's it. They've, you know, I think golf is going to be a really special thing for Shaylene, or not Shaylene, but Amy and... <laughs> Amy and Ricky, happy for them. 
I guess. I'm not, but hey. I'm kind of like Ashley. I'm not happy. Yeah. I mean, I think you have better reasons to not be happy than Ashley, though. Is it because I'm all alone? No, it's because you look at the show more objectively than her. <laughs> so, anyway, this has been Secret Life of Two Gaming. What? This pesquisodes numerous. Let me stroke out. I was gonna say like, <laughs> and not the fun kind of stroke out. Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. And my name is Jesse. And that's Senator Cory Booker. Oh, God, I miss him. <laughs> Rosario, uh... please call me back. I don't know what his voice sounds like. <laughs> I'm assuming it's my voice, but a little more serious. <laughs> you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at your two gay friends. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at GoJesse2K20. You can follow my bookstagram at No Money No Prospects. You can send us an email at slwithjesseandaaron at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message on Anchor. You can leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcast, And you can review us on Spotify. Or rate us, I guess. You can't review us. You can review us if you really try. <laughs> Well, do you have more to say? I'm done. I've, I'm kind of tapped out. I want to get out of here. I do too. We are locked in a cell and we do have to, you know, solve a saw type puzzle to get out. Right. So we should probably get on that because I think we had an hour and a half to do it. But we also have yep. a dedication to our content and our craft. So Right. I know. Which I think should be <clears throat> applauded. Yeah. So I hope you have a good day and I hope that you start a book today. Yeah, and I hope Don't finish it, just start it. Can I speak? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a very girl boss Kamala move, Kamala. I'm speaking. And I hope that you're able to defeat Margit the Fell Omen. Because that fucker will take you out, okay? With his big staff. Large AoE attacks. That giant shiny hammer. Look out. AO3 attack. God, I wish. <laughs> <clears throat> That's when I write a mean fanfic that specifically targets Brenda Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right see ya, see ya folks. folks we actually we won't. actually won't because this is an audio, audio format <laughs> <Fuck you>. <laughs> <laughs> i was just speaking from the heart and sometimes <laughs> hearts run parallel <laughs> <laughs> okay bye everyone Can I tell you something really quick before we leave? I would leave? love to. I would love you to. Jesse too. and I are both both uh both fans of the Headgum podcast. And I have since become a fan of the New York Times crossword. 
sometimes the New York Times crossword clues are like blah 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 comma in a way yeah and so when I read them I'm like read it in Jeffrey James's voice and I'm like blah 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 in a way (laughs) I had that moment watching this episode when Grace said I'm not gonna do you any favors sexual or otherwise (laughs) because that's a very like Jeffrey James way to speak stuff yeah yeah very funny for lack of a better term yeah anyway i hope you have a good day i've been watching a lot of ellen so when you say anyway i'm like that's just like ellen degenerous the generous (laughs) so this is our last episode unfortunately god i wish (laughs) jesse has turned into an ellen stan (laughs) not turned into babe i've been here (laughs) I watch every episode of Little Ellen on HBO Max. Have you really been watching Ellen? No. Okay, thank God. I will be next week, probably, because I'll be in Wisconsin. My mom likes Ellen, okay? Don't give me that look. (laughs) 